Thank you for downloading this podcast from our Tabar Gathering 2018. For more information on Tabar, please visit tabar-network.com. We hope you enjoy listening to this teaching. Well, what a wonderful day this is. I suppose this day has been a long time. I'm going to start crying. I'm a terrible cryer. The spirits really. Uh, this has been a long time coming. And the fact that the journey has reached this point and that you're all here and the thought is that we're here to build altars, we're here to pitch tents, we're here to open wells, dig new wells and this is probably more amazing in heavenly places than we understand and as I started to, Alan gave me the text in Genesis uh, uh, as my starter and as I started to meditate on that text I was very, very touched by the idea that God would begin to open new gates in heavenly places and open new gates here on earth, that there would be thin places all over your nation, that every well you dig would be supernaturally filled with water. And then I started to think of you as well diggers. (laughs) It's a hard job digging a well, and therefore it's also a supernatural grace and a supernatural strength and a supernatural courage that's required to be a well digger. And as I prayed for you, I felt the Lord would use today your worship, your prayers, your presence, your actions, your activity, your spiritual activity today to take you into a new dimension in the spirit that there is a door that will be opened that is beyond what you have recently or currently experienced, and it's a gate into a whole new dimension. And I call you forth as those who will break new ground. I call you forth as well diggers who will break new ground in this uh, uh, Irish situation, the whole nation. I call you forth as those who will dig wells. I call you forth as those who will dig wells in this land of famine and will stay in this land of famine. And as I started to think on our key verse of scripture, uh, I started to see that they moved from place to place, from quarrel to quarrel to quarrel. And I thought, well, 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 well. (laughs) Well, well. (laughs) And I thought maybe it takes us two or three times of well, well, well to get good at this. But I sense this morning some of you had to leave quarreling behind and strife behind and enmity behind and division behind. And the well that you will finally dig after well, 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 after our sometimes difficult experiences will finally be a place where God makes room for you. Rehoboth, a place where God has made room for you. And I sensed as I read that scripture, I'm sure everyone has had a different piece to to give you, 
in the interpretation of Scripture, but the revelation I had from our key Scripture this morning was that in order for this to happen all over the nation, some of you have to relocate and redig. Relocate and redig. I don't mean relocate to America, I mean relocate and redig. And I felt I was to say that job that is actually not working, relocate and redig. That church you don't want anymore, relocate and redig. Those quarrels and fights that break out as you seek to serve the Lord, relocate and redig. And you see, Isaac moved away from quarrel and he moved away with the favor of the Lord. And finally, the place he dug was a place of peace and a place where he would be settled. And I believe the Lord is going to relocate some of you in order that you will redig. And the place he's prepared for you is a place of space, a place of peace, and a place that is the prepared place, the thin place, the place that you will encounter the presence of the Lord. So let's just pray. Those of you who sense that perhaps movement and digging is part of what God's got you here for, just stand. I'm just going to pray as we open scriptures today. Father God, we hear your word. And all over this room we stand, we stand, we stand. Father God, we surrender our hearts, we surrender our lives, we surrender this morning, we surrender this day to you. And Father, I pray in this company as we are worshippers and brothers and sisters together, I pray that a brand new thing will start to emerge. I pray that from this company there will be those who will be ground breakers. I pray that from this company today there will be companies of people who will disturb the normal in the nation and who will dig trenches that you will fill with water and you would flow all over this nation with water of life. Father God, I pray that you would allow them to move beyond where they've been, the well, 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 the quarrel, 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 the fight, 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 and I proclaim peace into your circumstances and healing from those past hurts and deliverance from that which has bound you to a place. And Father God, we just want to say throughout the whole day today, not my will. Just say it with me, Father, not my will, but thy will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Our, our teaching this morning and, and some thoughts that I want to share with you this morning uh, is taken mostly from Ephesians chapter 3. I'll be dealing with verse 20 before coffee and then after coffee, God willing, we'll do verses 14 to 19. And as I was preparing for this morning and I've been in Ireland, I come to Ireland every month and I'm in and out of different places every month. And it just so happened I had one or two different conferences this month that just all sort of coincided to one another. And I started to say, Lord, what, what time is it now? 
You see, sometimes we don't take stock of our seasons. What time is it now? And yes, it's time to relocate and redig. That's obvious. What time is it now? And it is my habit to wander around. We, we place our teaching in the Culloden Hotel and, and they give us nice training rooms. And when the day of training the counsellors is over, I, it's my habit to walk around the gardens. And I have a picture somewhere, I hope um, Matthew can find it, of a gate. And if you can find that gate. And I was wandering around the gardens in the Culloden Hotel and I'm praying and I'm thinking about all the things that I, I have to start doing and talking to you and ministering to you. And I suddenly came across this gate in the middle of the gardens of the Culloden Hotel. And I said to my friend, Vicky, that's new. And she said, oh, I've never seen that before. And then I tried to open the gate. And it's a gate, as you can see, that goes nowhere. It's just stuck in the middle of a garden. And I said immediately, I regretted saying this, but I said, oh, a gate that goes nowhere. And immediately I felt my spirit, no, that's not a gate that goes nowhere. That's the gate to a new spiritual dimension. That's the gate to beyond. That is a gate that will take you somewhere in me. And I caught this whole thing about gates and beautiful gates and heavenly gates and surely this is the gate of the Lord and surely today represents a moment in time. What time is it, church? It's time to open the gates. It's time to dig a well. And I went up to the staff in the Culloden. We've been working there once a month for about 20 years. And I said, I see you've got a new gate in your garden. And they said, no, it's been there for about 20 years. <laughs> Duh. And I'd never seen it before. And I suddenly realized that this weekend, for some of you and for me, he is the author of the unexpected. God is many things. He's the pioneer of new ways. He's the author in your life, in my life, of the unexpected. And therefore, in our walk with God, we should expect to be surprised. Our key scripture today for this session, uh, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. I think I might have it on the screen. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. And this word beyond just kept jumping out at me. Now to him. Now unto him who is able. You see, this is a doxology. This is a song that brings glory to God. This is a prayer that is to glorify the Lord. He's able. We serve a God who's able, but we serve a God who is able to move us beyond what we think. You see, he's the author of the unexpected. He's a God who's able to move us beyond what we know. He's a God who moves us beyond our plan to his plan. 
He's a God who moves us beyond our ambition to his hope. And he's a God of movement, now unto him who is able. And I want you to know today that God wants to take us beyond. And I just want you to whisper to your neighbor, or you can shout to your neighbor, or you can kiss your neighbor if you want. (laughs) Stop it, stop it. Stop it. Beyond, beyond, beyond. All right, stop that kissing, that's enough. (laughs) And if you've got a mind like me, beyond what? See, when beyond jumps out at me. See, the word beyond, I put a little definition on the screen, the word beyond means outside of limitation. This morning for us, I want to suggest... You groundbreakers. <laughs> this morning, I want to suggest you well diggers that God wants you to move beyond quarrels, beyond fear, beyond anxiety, beyond depression, beyond disappointment, beyond shame. I sensed this morning I would minister some who had been cut down by cruel words, who had been cut down by negative opinions, who had been cut down by useless accusations. And God, this morning, before we start to move out and beyond our geographic locations, God, this morning, my part of being with you is that you in your internal world and you in your own heart and spirit and mind and soul will move beyond the places that would hold you back, will move beyond the places that would shame you, would move beyond those places that are limiting you. God wants to take you beyond the limitations that are inside our own soul. And I was at the cinema uh, the other day. Uh, Strangely enough, God does speak to me in the cinema. God speaks to me everywhere, which can be quite exciting. But it means when I go to the cinema, I actually commit the cinema visit. And I I drive up with my husband. I say, I wonder what God will say. And he's like, oh, dear. (laughs) I said, well... It's called The Greatest Showman. That could be about Jesus. That could be a title for Jesus, The Greatest Showman. And Peter studied theology, and he goes like this to me, like, down, down, down. (laughs) His favorite thing is to pat my head, but that means, you know, (laughs) down a bit. Uh, (laughs) But he's not here, so I'm up a bit, so that's... Actually, I've had a bit of trouble this morning. You, you won't believe this, that I could have trouble. <laughs> I was invited to stay with David and Laura Wiley. And I flew in last night and I thought, oh, how nice, you know, David and Laura, they've invited me to their house. I didn't know I would meet trouble. <laughs> and David came in from the meeting. I'd arrived late and 
the first thing he said to me is, here's a Slimming World book for you, Andy. <laughs> now, I didn't get upset at that point. I just said, oh, how nice. Oh. <laughs> and as a counsellor, I know that people speak in the hint method. <laughs> And then he gave me another Slimming World book. Slimming World, and he talked all about the Slimming World. And he said to me, do you want anything before you go to bed? No, 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 oh no. No, I don't eat. No, no. And then Lenny texted me. Uh, he's just out the meeting. Where's Lenny? Lenny, where are you? Are you here? He texts me, he says, you want a Chinese? And I said, no, 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 I don't do things like that. So I went to bed mildly troubled, but I got over that. And then this morning we were having breakfast and he said, do you want a, a Slimming World breakfast? So we had a Slimming World breakfast and then it, it was lovely. Bacon and egg and avocado. And then at the end of the breakfast he said, that was only two sins. <laughs> S-Y-N-S. And so I've had a lot of trouble today. Uh, and I do need a little bit of inner healing. I, <laughs> I, I did forgive him after a bit. But God wants us to take us beyond... <laughs> Next time I come, I'm staying with somebody else. <laughs> Anybody? Andy? Yeah. <laughs> I thought I would go to Phil's. He might be more understanding. <laughs> anyway, I'm at this cinema with my husband, and I was wondering how God would speak to me. And I have a film clip that Matthew's going to play for us. Uh, it's called This Is Me. And I put the words up, and I just, for some reason or other, there is a phrase in the song. It says, we are glorious. And when I was in the cinema, so I start crying, and Peter thinks, oh, here she goes again, you know. <laughs> and I, I want you to see the words, and I want you to hear the song. And the reason I want us to do this, God wants to take some of us beyond the words, the shame, the sadness, the ugliness, the strife, the contention, the quarreling, all that you've put up with, because you are glorious church, glorious church. And I want us to just look at this song just as a way in for me to be able to pray with you before we go on with the teaching. Thanks, Matthew. I won't let them 
wants a church that's glorious, you're the church. The reason that I'm showing this, for us to be well diggers and ground takers and ground breakers, there has to be something in our soul that starts springing up. And before we go on with the teaching, the sharp words, the accusation, the strife, the cruel words of Mr. and Mrs. Wiley, the... The two sins I committed this morning. <laughs> God wants to move us beyond, beyond our fears, beyond the things that would limit us. 
Because if our hearts are broken, we can't be warriors. And if our hearts are broken, we can't dance. And if you have anything that's caused the broken heart, just stand. I'm just going to pray for a second, and then we're going to go on with the teaching. The Lord wants to move you beyond anything that's pulled you down. So if that's you, just stand. I'm just going to pray in a minute. Just stand. Things that would limit you, things that would pull you down, things that would pull you back. Things, cruel words people have said, false accusations. And let's just lift our hands to heaven. And Father God, this is me. The song says this is me. This is, this is us. Lord, this is the church. This is us. And Father, we so want to dig wells and break ground. We so want to move beyond our limitations. And today, in the name of Jesus, we lift our hearts and our hands to you. And Father God, those things that have pulled us down or hold us back, I pray for you now, dearly beloved church in Ireland. For those cruel words, I blow the cruel words away. For those false accusations, I break the power behind the accusations and bind the accusers. For those things that would prevent you going on into your destiny and being the amazing church that God wants, I loose you now and I let you go. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And so we're looking at this word in Ephesians 3. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all that we ask are all that we think. And you see, it's for his glory, to him be the glory in Christ Jesus. And the something today, the movement I think today is that God wants to move us beyond in our singing. God wants to move us beyond in our worshiping. God wants us to move us beyond in our praying. God wants to move us beyond in our loving. God wants to move us beyond in our serving. Mm. And sometimes we, we don't have a picture of this that Paul is speaking about, this doxology. You see, Paul is in orbit here. He is off the charts here. He is running out of language here. He doesn't know how to describe the revelation that he's seeing. He is seeing in heavenly places a God that is beyond. He's actually in a revelation that is beyond normal. He's in a revelation that's beyond anything he can articulate in the natural way. And then he's trying to find language that says to him, to this, to that, to you who are able to do abundantly beyond more as think. And he's running out of language. And his language takes him into a worship of a doxology. And it's amazing. And sometimes we sometimes get stuck by just stating the words. And we read the scriptures now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond. And we're good at speaking the word. But revelation was hitting his heart. 
He had seen something that very few of us had seen. He was a man who had revelations of third heaven. He doesn't boast about that, but that is in him. And in running out of language, I thought, well, what, how can I describe that to us? Those moments that God wants us to take us beyond the seen into the unseen, beyond the known into the unknown, beyond what we can manage in our manageability into the mystery of a church on the move. How can I articulate that for you? Some of you know in Edinburgh we have a show called the, the Edinburgh Tattoo. I don't know if any of you have been, anybody have seen that? It's a hundred pipers and dancers and it's a great big spectacle in Edinburgh Castle and lots and lots of foreigners go to it. And I took an Australian pastor and some of uh, my more spiritual friends uh, uh, to, to more spiritual people than... Uh, <laughs> And in the tattoo, I thought, well, we're out in the open and it's cold and you're sitting there for hours. And so I gave them all, you know, these wee drams of whiskey you buy in Scotland as a gift. I like to give people whiskey as a gift. I, I don't know if that's spiritual, but I call it... <laughs> I call it holy water. <laughs> and so I said to Put this in your pocket, you might need it later. But I was meaning because of the cold. I said, you know, that's holy water and you might need it later. And then there came a moment, and it's a moment of spectacle. There came a moment where a lone piper, we're in the dark and there was a one spotlight and a lone piper is on the ramparts. And the lone piper starts to play the hymn, the old hymn, Amazing Grace. Just one piper. And I thought, oh, this is so moving. And just then, the castle doors open, and a hundred pipers and drummers start to come out. I mean, it's like, wow. And they all start to play, amazing. So there's a spectacle. And then behind the pipers and the drummers, the whole audience. I've never seen it in Scotland in a kind of secular show. They all stood up, and they started to sing with the pipers, amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saves a wretch like me. And wow, wow. And I was sort of being wrecked by this moment. But then a bunch of Americans who were tourists were standing beside us. And they started to clap and go, bravo. Oh, bravo, bravo. Oh, God, bravo. Oh, oh, oh. And all around us, people started to pick up this declaration, bravo, it means how wonderful. It means what an amazing sacrifice. It means how fine you are. And suddenly this secular audience were going, they didn't know what bravo meant. They're going, bravo, bravo, bravo. And I thought, wow, now unto him. You see, that was a doxology. It was as if praise was erupting in the most strangest of places to the wonder and the glory of God, to God be the glory, great things he has done. That just erupted naturally, supernaturally in this audience. And that's, that's where Paul is getting to in this scripture. He wasn't just speaking about this. He wasn't just saying, now unto him is able 
to do exceedingly beyond. Something was hitting him. I'd been to Ephesus where Paul was delivering this message. And in the amphitheater, the sea is behind you. And when you shout, the wind picks up what you're shouting. So that everyone in the amphitheater, I mean, so Paul is shouting, Paul is declaring, Paul is in orbit. And he doesn't know what to do with himself. As he starts to give glory to the God who can take us beyond what we can think or we can imagine. And it's just awesome. And God wants to do something like that in our midst today, to take you beyond, to take your singing, your worshipping, your prayer beyond. (laughs) A doxology means to give glory to God. Doxologo means to speak. And God is shouting out this revelation. And I started to think, what is it here in Ireland? Where do we need to stretch beyond in our church experience? Where do we need to ask God to take us beyond in our prayer experience? Where do we need to ask God to take us to open that door that I showed you earlier on into a new spiritual dimension? And the thing that sends Paul into orbit, his revelation, there's two things, and it just hits me every time I read it. I won't get through this without crying. The revelation of beyond for you that will take you beyond. Number one, he sees the power of God over the churches beyond the natural. And number two, he sees that the love of God for the church goes beyond what we can know. And I started to think, if only God would come with a wind. And if only in that wind there was a wind of fresh power for the church. And in that wind there was a wind of fresh love. It's so high and so deep and so broad and so wide. It's so multi dimensional, his love that is so extravagant. If only a wind would come today as we build an altar of prayer to take us beyond if the wind, if the hurricane of God's spirit would come today and send us out of this place energized. And I have a special hurricane report that I'd like you to listen to just for a moment. talk to my friends in Florida. Today, on behalf of the Weather Channel, I have a special message about the threat from Hurricane Matthew. This is like no storm in the record books. We are concerned about reports of people deciding to stay in areas under mandatory evacuation orders. This is a mistake. This is not hype. This is not hyperbole. And I am not kidding. I cannot overstate the danger of this storm. Central and North Florida have never been hit by a hurricane this strong. If you live in a Florida evacuation zone, you need to head for a safe spot now. Do not assume you can survive if you choose to stay. There will be overwhelming damage and likely a heartbreaking loss of life. Based on everything we know, Matthew will make history. The Weather Channel does not want you to be part of that history. 
I'm going to give you another <laughs> hurricane report. I'm a specialist hurricane person, a watcher of the winds. My name is Andrea Wigglesworth, watcher of the winds of God. And I'm here to announce to you that a wind, a hurricane called Hurricane Gloria, is about to hit the nation of Ireland. Do not stay at home. Do not miss this. We are concerned at the number of people who would stay at home and miss this phenomenon. And we encourage you to come now and get out of your churches because a wind of God's love, a powerful wind of God's love is about to collide with a powerful wind of God's power. And that wind and that power will be called Gloria, and it will be a new wind in our church history. And it will take you beyond that which you know, that which you have seen, that which you understand, and that which you experience as you leave this place to break new ground and dig wells, all in the name of Jesus to give glory to God. Amen, 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 amen. 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 <clears throat> We're running out of time, but there's more time after coffee. I suppose the question that we will ask as we begin this journey that will take us beyond as leaders and take us beyond as churches is how do we get beyond? You see, when I was standing in the Culloden shaking this gate, and I couldn't open it. And I said to the people up, in the, I said, do you have a key to the gate? I'd like to open the gate. I think they think I'm nuts, but never mind. <laughs> you know, I'd like to open a gate to nowhere and stand in the gate. I want to do a prophetic declaration. And they're saying, oh, I'm sorry, Andrew, we don't have a key. But you see, I want to give you a key. I want to give you a prophetic key that will open this gate it's not a gate to nowhere. It's a gate to a spiritual dimension that we've not seen before. And the gate, there's three points to the key to this gate. How do we get through the gate? Surrender. How do we get through the gate? Encounter him. How do we get through this gate? Ah. I just want you to stand. I'm just going to, we're going to do prayer with our bodies, if that's okay. Just stand as we just bring this session, first session to an end. And I'll teach some more about this after coffee. And if you just lift your hands and your hearts and your faces to heaven. Here's the first prayer position. You see, there's a posture there's a posture that's important to take us into the land beyond. And the posture is I surrender. The posture is not my will, but thine be done. And just for a moment, can you surrender what you thought church would be like? Can you surrender what you thought your ministry would be like? Can you surrender just for a moment? the shape of things to come. Can you surrender? Because God wants to give us some forgotten truths and some forgotten ways and some forgotten mysteries. And Father God, we as a church lift our hands to surrender because we're so desperate to move beyond 
the places that we've reached already. And now I'd like you to bring your hands down just to receive. And if the band could come up and help me. And we're just going to receive. Father God, as we start to explore going through this new gate that is beyond our experience, we want to receive. Just whisper, I receive. Lord Jesus, I receive everything you have for me. Today I receive new anointings, a new impartation. I receive vision. I receive dream. I receive healing. I receive equipping. I receive supernatural strength. I receive your love. I receive your power. Lord Jesus, I receive everything, everything, everything you have for me. Start receiving. Start receiving. The Lord wants to impart new anointings of grace. The Lord wants to impart new anointings that will take you beyond in order that we would become a glorious church in Ireland. The Norder that would be able to dig, we would be strengthened in the innermost places. Father God, strengthen us. We receive supernatural strength. We receive supernatural revelation. And then if you just look at my hands, the last movement is reach out. Reach out to the world. Cuddle the world. Start praying for your town, your village, your city, your church, your little neighborhood, your neighbors. (coughs) Reach out. Reach out. Reach out. Start naming them. Start shouting the cities. Start shouting the towns. Start shouting the people. My family, my children. (coughs) Reach out. Reach out. Where do we need to dig? Reach out. (coughs) Start asking. Ask, ask, ask. and we're going to just end with a worship song we'll pick this up after coffee I sense there are leaders here who who need an impartation of courage for such a time as this Courage to dig, courage to move, courage to say, this is who I am. This is who I am. This is who we are. We are the church. People, we are the church. And in your situation, some of you need courage. Just come forward. We're just going to pray for an impartation as we bring this session to end. This is who I am. We're the church of Jesus Christ. Just come forward. New strength, new courage. This is what church is like. This is the shape of things to come. This is who we are. Ministry team, just come and help and lay hands on these people as we pray for them.
And Father God, we just reach out to our brothers and sisters now in Jesus' name. And I pray that you would be filled with all the fullness of God. I pray that you would receive strength in your innermost being. I pray you'd know something of the fullness of God flowing out of your life and ministry. I pray that God would take you beyond the places you've visited, the people that you know. And I pray now for a release of new anointings in God. I'm just going to come down and lay hands. Band, can you start playing? Let's worship the Lord. Oh, God, 20, 20, 20.